right, time now for some non-NFL stuff. The NBA's Christmas schedule has been released. Which game are you most excited about? I really like Luka Doncic and what he's doing in Dallas, so I'm going to pick the uh, Mavericks-Lakers game. It'll be interesting to see how LeBron comes from comes off from only a month and a half on uh, on rest. That'll be interesting. Plus, I think Luka Doncic is must-watch television, so Mavs-Lakers. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that game as well. Um, I'll probably say Warriors-Bucks. It's been a while since I've or anyone's really seen Steph Curry, and uh, it'll be neat to see if the Bucks are still a really strong um, team overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a really good slate of games. But uh, next thing up, Russell Westbrook. He was tra- traded to the Wizards for John Wall, who joins the Rockets. Who do you think won this trade? Mm. I'm going to go with the Wizards, honestly. Um, John Wall's coming back from a... A pretty serious injury. Um, we don't really know what we're going to get with him, if he's going to be the same type of player. But Westbrook, um, you know, he's going to be aggressive and dominant um, on the inside. And I think he'll complement Bradley Beal well. Beal's more of a shooter. Westbrook's more of a slasher. And I don't know, maybe the Wizards will sneak into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I back that up. Um, I think that Russell Westbrook going into the East, that'll be helpful for him. Uh, just to try and you know recreate himself. Uh, it's it's not as strong as the West, so there's that. And uh, but like you said, him and Bradley Beal should complement them uh, really well. John Wall and James Harden, if he stays in Houston, I don't know how that is going to work out. Yeah, Coastal Carolina beat BYU on Saturday in an exciting battle of top twenty teams. How do you think this will impact the playoff slash New Year's Six discussion? I don't think this will impact the playoff, but um, in terms of New Year's Six, if Cincinnati is to lose their game to uh, Tulsa, which I believe that's the American Athletic Championship, so if they lose that, I would say that uh, Coastal deserves a spot in a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, I basically have nothing added to that. I agree. Let's see. Who's in your college football playoff if the season were to end right now? I have Alabama at one, Notre Dame two, Clemson three, and Texas A&M four. Mm -hmm. uh, I pretty much agree with that. Um, You know, let's uh, let's jump to Ohio State right now because uh, (laughs) – They're in the news this week. Their game with Michigan was canceled because of the virus. The Buckeyes have played five games, uh, which is less than six, and that's how many you needed to be in the Big Ten championship. They changed that rule today, being Wednesday. What do you think the uh, the Big Ten should have done? Um, I don't know. I don't think they really should have had that rule in the first place. Maybe. I think that's fair. I, I understand why they did do it, but at the end of the day, they don't really have control. Too, actually, too much control, I should say, over what, where the virus, like what will happen, virus rise with different teams. And so, yeah, I think that should not have really been a rule. 
Yeah, I agree. Ohio State just got unlucky. But also I feel like I'm I'm kind of annoyed with the Big Ten for, you know, bending over backwards for Ohio State just to, <laughs> you know, do everything they can to get them into the playoff. So there is a part of me that hopes that um the the SEC gets two teams in and Ohio State misses out, which isn't any fault of their own. If anything, it's on the Big Ten for um you know, canceling their season and thinking other people would follow. But then when they didn't follow, going back and then not playing enough games. So I, I sort of hope that Ohio State is left out just to spite the Big Ten. Nothing on Ohio State themselves. Yeah, I think this is Nebraska's sign to finally leave the Big Ten to the Big 12. I think they should join the SEC because why not? <laughs> SEC East because that's just how SEC geography works. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Breakdancing will be an Olympic sport in 2024. What is a sport that you'd like to see at the Olympics? I would like to see competitive eating. That might not be the <laughs> best taste. With I realize now that there's you know probably a world hunger crisis somewhere. So really that might not be a good idea. Okay, I'm, this wasn't set up. I officially take it back. I don't think we should do competitive eating. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, shocking answer right there. Bold statement. I'm going to go with, how about air hockey? That could be a really, be really good. cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. They already have ping pong, although I think it's called table tennis, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just call it table hockey, and then that makes it official. I think we just solved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I am so sorry about my... Uh, my uh, competitive eating. I don't think that's a good idea anymore. <laughs> but uh, final non final non NFL topic. Uh, I got my MLS Cup prediction right. Columbus and Seattle. They will play on Saturday for the championship. Who wins? I feel like Seattle's going to win. They somehow always find a way to win the playoffs, and I'm going to go with them just because of that. Yeah, this makes me. This just makes me feel so bad. So every week I make NFL game picks and I post them on Twitter, and I'm currently like 20 games below 500 against the spread, and I put a lot of effort into that. And then a couple of weeks ago, I just randomly picked two teams. I'm like, oh, Columbus. I don't know. They they seem good. Seattle. Oh, they they won. I don't know. So I just randomly picked two teams out of the 18 that are in the playoffs. And I get it right. And that's got to be, that's just so frustrating. <laughs> all the work. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Sorry. Just all the work I put in for the, uh, the predictions that go badly. And then the random ones I get right. Yeah. I feel that way about the March Madness brackets. Like I put so much thought to it. And then a family member will just be like, oh, I like their jerseys. And they end up getting it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? That's exactly it, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Seattle as well. I agree. They uh, they always find a way to win. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to our next segment, Gamecock Sports Update. After the longest shortened season ever, the Gamecock football season concluded on Saturday at Kentucky, and I only watched part of it. So there you go. Yeah, same. I just stopped paying attention to the score. Uh, the one, or well, there are a couple positives, and the one. Great thing was that Kevin Harris reached 1,000 yards rushing 
in a shortened year as well. He's the leading rusher in the Southeastern Conference. And somehow, uh, two other SEC running backs are finalists for the Doak Walker Award for Best Running Back in the Country. A little confused. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Shane Beamer, though, will be the next head coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks. What are your thoughts on the hire? I mean, I think I'd be happy with pretty much anyone uh, except, you know, James Franklin, as I suggested a couple weeks ago. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I like Shane Beamer. Um, his dad did some really good stuff at Virginia Tech. The fact that uh, Shane has been with our program for a while or was with our program for a while, that's a good sign. And if he's at all responsible for Oklahoma's really good offense, I will welcome that with open arms. Absolutely. I am uh, excited about the Shane train, as we mentioned earlier. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Like you said, if, uh, he was offensive coordinator, I believe, for the Oklahoma Sooners. And hopefully you know, that offense will be brought to South Carolina. And he was with the program for a while. Um, I think he was born in Charleston, maybe, and this is a dream come true for him, and I think he's going to pull out of energy and, and work into it. Mm-hmm. He certainly has our support. What are your year one expectations, though? Oh, man. Well, I, I'm i feeling pretty optimistic about it. Um, non-conference-wise, we have Eastern Illinois at home. We're at East Carolina and we're home against Troy and Clemson, and then our SEC West opponents, Auburn, who we did beat this year. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I'm hoping for is for us to play well out of conference and then steal a game that we're not supposed to win in the SEC, like maybe beat Florida or something like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know, that might be overly forward, but... But, I mean, I like it. Um, I'm not going to read too much into what happens year one, but uh, but I certainly hope that, you know, we can get to maybe five or six wins. I think that's a good place to start. Absolutely. Women's basketball had two games this week. They lost to number eight NC State on Thursday, but it delivered one of the best post-game quotes I can remember when Don Staley said, I could be blindfolded with defense and I could shoot better than 10%. Yeah. I mean, that sort of sums it up. The, um, in the second quarter, we shot 10% from the floor, but I think what happened, I I watched the game film, excuse me, but, um, what NC state did, they dared us to take three pointers and that really isn't our game. We only took five total in the game before NC state. So they saw that on film, and they're like, "Okay, they don't want to take threes." So, so they gave us that. They took away everything inside, and uh, props to state. They played uh, really well. But, um, but yeah, I think for this team to get better, they uh, they have to make three point shooting a uh, a priority. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I have nothing to add there. I think brought really good points. Mm -hmm. So that was game one. Game two, the team traveled to Iowa State for the SEC Big 12 Challenge, and they reestablished themselves with an 83-65 win. Yeah, and now they have a week off. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, the men's team has a week off, and it is due to COVID cases within the program. 
they went to Houston last week and they lost by 10, which isn't too terrible. Yeah, um, I was glad to see that they only lost by 10 to a, a top 10 opponent early on. Um, that's good to see. Last year when we played Houston, though, crazy stuff happened. Yes, indeed. Uh, they It was a throwback night, so they were giving out 70-style wigs in Gamecock colors. I got it, and as they say, the rest is history. Check social media. Or don't. That works, too. <laughs> oh, man. Ryan, do you have anyone to shout out this week? Yeah, uh, going back to the Coastal game, I would like to shout out Mateo Sadipo, who made the game-winning tackle in that game on the one-yard line. It's always cool when someone you know uh, gets national attention, so uh, congrats, Mateo. I'm going to shout out high school quarterback Kai Milner. Uh, the cow commit faked a handoff, then threw a football backwards over his head to secure the two-point conversion. That was crazy. Uh, how many weeks until Patrick Mahomes tries that? Three or four. I agree. I agree. And uh, <laughs> that'll bring us to the end of episode 27. Yeah, tune in next week as we analyze week 14 of the NFL, prepare you for championship week of college football, and maybe preview the NBA season. We'll have to see about that. Very good. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Kicker and WB. That's at Kicker, the word, and WB. That's all for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Until next week, keep the laces out. And stay hydrated.